0: you're listening to the dental life path your weekly dose on how to pave your way through dentistry meet your host dr ramshakir here to give you an insight on how to diversify grow and stay motivated and now in today's episode we get to sit with dr anika aslam she's the founder of pads which is pakistan association of dental students So she started her journey in 2019 as a third-year student, where she drafted the constitution for the association aiming towards bigger things and definitely PADS made a huge impact towards the dental community in Pakistan. So this dentist right here is leading a team with an impressive mindset, which encourages growth. And she's also shared with us an amazing tip in our conversation for people starting anew And I'm super excited for you guys to listen to what she has to say. So let's get to it. So Dr. Anika Aslam, give us the idea behind PADS. How did it start and what really is Pakistan Association of Dental Students for you?
1: So, thank you so much, Ramsha, for asking that question. And as far as Pakistan Association of Dental Students and the idea behind is concerned, I would really like to point out one thing, which is that a seed from the perspective of a third-year student, because uh, it was the start of my third year at the time, and at that time i was involved in a lot of co curricular activities previously in my second year during during uh, those activities and while working in those teams which included the debating society the northern Kir- kirat society of my college as well as ifmsa which is international federation of medical students association pakistan and i felt like there was no platform where me or maybe people around me could channelize anything creative regarding the field of dentistry particularly. So that was, that immediately, I won't say, made me feel like I need to make an organization of a national scale. But that was the starting point for sure. And then I started searching for such organizations in Pakistan. I could not find one since I was searching. So I did find some international organizations and I came across International Association of Dental Students iads uh, in geneva switzerland it has its headquarters and it has 60 plus member countries throughout the world so it's the largest dental student governed body and they had previously worked on amazing projects including their voluntary committee their research and education committee their profile access committee etc and i was extremely impressed by their work. And I, of course, immediately wanted to know how I can be a part of it. And then I found out that there's an option for personal membership, but then there's also an option for the whole country to become a member. So I explored that, how can our country become a member? And I found out that we need to have a national organization. Also, I got in touch with a few of their representatives and their leadership. For example, their a regional ambassador for Asia Pacific, and they're recruiting new members, committee directors at the time, including Mo Movinavu, Mizuki Tawa, and Julianisa. These were the three people I got in touch with. We eventually also had a group where they would answer my questions. And then in Pakistan, I started reaching out to, first of all, of course, my own colleagues, my own class fellows, and then eventually trying my best to reach other colleges as well. And for which I have to be grateful to BDS point group, Dr. Sayyida Amna V and Dr. Anas Azam. They were the admins of that group and they were running that group for the purpose of sharing exam material with students and helping students with their studies so they they had a group where you know students from different colleges had joined it it was a facebook group over there i would post sometime and i was able to meet new people over there from different colleges and eventually we were a team of a few people six seven people i used to have meetings with them and then i recall that after i wrote the constitution i introduced the constitution to them as well Um, in the initial phase and then we organized an event in CMH actually. It was the first event and it was supposed to introduce to all the students who were coming in to the organization It also had a lecture on research by Dr. Salman Aziz. He's my dental materials professor at CMH and in that session we introduced what we would like to do in future and then everything else followed And today, Alhamdulillah, we have worked on the structure we wanted to work on and it's actually in place. Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. So it's a big thing now.
1: Absolutely. But at the same time, I would also like to say that we still have a long way to go. And that also, I believe, is the right attitude at any point in time, because the moment you think you've done it all, you've achieved it all, or this is... The best you have done, I think growth stops right there. There's, there's always room for improvement, no matter where you stand right now.
0: I'm sure starting an organization has not been a piece of cake for you since you saw there weren't any student-run bodies, especially in Pakistan. So how's it been like for you to do something nobody around was doing? Tell us a little bit about your journey and how did you figure things out along the way, the itsy-bitsy small things
1: I'll be very honest about this because I feel that almost all of us have thought about something we wanted to do. Sometimes we did did it. Sometimes we did not. Even me myself, I think I've thought about some other stuff that I've still not done. So uh, first thing first, there is no way you are going to figure out everything on the first day. And there's no such thing. Even if you have learned something you want to do formally the moment you step into the practical side of it whatever that project is whatever that idea entails whatever that dream is you will never be able to figure out everything on the first day no matter who you are so if since we're talking about the organization and all so for me it was just the same i had no idea what to do. But at the same time, I kept the attitude of not thinking that I cannot or the people who are going to join in cannot. So I had to believe in myself and believe in the people who were slowly, slowly joining in the beginning because we know whenever something new starts, most of the times the question is, do you really think we need something like this? So you have to, you know, not listen to those voices and still feel still feel good about what you want to do and still feel the importance of what you are trying to do, what you are trying to achieve. So the first thing that I would really like to say is, That the moment you want to start something new, and it holds true for an organization as well, one thing that has worked for me is seeing before it happens. So, you know, you just close your eyes, you try to see what you're trying to achieve. And if you can see it, you can do it. I really believe in this, that if there is something which you can see right now with your eyes shut, it has not happened yet you can do it. Mm -hmm. It's highly unlikely you will not be able to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So with that attitude, with that perspective, with that context in mind, in my own mind, which I have to say that I had to remind myself as well. And second Mm -hmm. thing, since we want to talk about how to make an organization and everything, what, what does it require? So now that the mindset is there, which is of believing yourself first so that you can really have other people believe in the same thing because if you are not believing, then it becomes a problem and you can't really say the same and make other people feel the same as you do. The second part now comes in where you have to now do the work. And for that, for this organization, for Pakistan Association of Dental Students, a structure was very important. It was the very first, one of the very first challenges. Even before making a team, this was a challenge because even if you do make a team, what are you going to tell them? that how are we to operate and what are things going to look like. I remember I started working on the constitution as one of the first things I did. Why? Because whenever I saw an organization's website, I could find their constitution. So I knew immediately we will need this. And if we do try to work without a constitution, without a framework, it's not going to last after some time.
0: So your first step was to draft a constitution and a framework basically for your organization. This sounds really professional. Could you give us a little detail into how the organization really works? Um the in depths of it I'm sure my audience would love to hear.
1: There is a national cabinet in the organization which is the leadership overall and then there are local councils which means each of the dental colleges have a representative body for local councils it takes some times like we only have a few right now but we have coordinators which is an affiliate membership of the organization and not a full membership which is the local council so we have from 40 plus colleges we have members and from around about 20 colleges we have coordinators official representatives right now i'm talking about so we have 800 plus members official members of the organization and now how things work are that there's uh one again there's the national cabinet which is working nationally and then there is workforce so workforce is present nationally as well as locally in the different local councils in some of the colleges the committees have their own objectives and their own goals and their own projects there are scientific and non-scientific committees so of course we need the non-scientific committees for example like a recruiting new members committee external relations committee inspection committee and for the scientific committees we have two councils scientific council and external Council And then four standing committees, Research and Education, Profile Access, Training Programs, and Voluntary Work Committee. These are the scientific committees that we have. And as the names are self-explanatory as well, but so Profile Access, we emphasize on the importance of Profile Access. You can also call it Dental Public Health Committee uh, to understand the aims and objectives even better and then for the voluntary work committee we organized dental camps so one example of our camps is we went to Balakot two villages over there Tarana and Shohal in uh, last year which which is usually our annual camp which we go to either the north or the south for so last year we went to north and this year again we're going north inshallah that's going to happen soon so we targeted the population over there and one of the schools over there so this this is how voluntary work committee functions we also emphasize on the importance of collecting data when we actually go to these camps because a lot of camps medical and dental camps happen but the data is not collected so after the camp you can't really tell what kind of diseases are prevalent in that particular area so that you know you can be more prepared the next time you go over there also it helps in the data bank of your country as well eventually so we're trying to achieve that in future when we will have more and more camps similarly the rest of the committee's work like training programs committee is committee that helps you polish your soft skills including your speaking skills your management skills even time management skills your professional skills any other soft skill that you can count Also, in the Research and Education Committee, we are emphasizing on the importance of research. We need to understand that, yes, not everybody is a researcher, that doesn't mean that not everybody needs to have an understanding of what research is because irrespective Mm -hmm. of you are a researcher or not in future you will have to have adequate knowledge about research how it's done and maybe have at least one publication to go through the process as a dental student or as a fresh graduate because Mm -hmm. I really believe in exploring different avenues as much as you can so that you can really figure out which direction you would like to go. As I can tell from my personal experience that sometimes there were clinical skills that I found myself having no interest in. But then I figured out it was mostly because I've never done them. And when I actually saw them happen, or I did them myself, my way of looking at those procedures completely changed. So in dentistry, this is a field where you have to be learning academia part, but then also the clinical aspect of it. So you really have to do things to figure out which side you would like to go on and what you would like to opt for and what do you see yourself doing in future. So don't really try to keep hitting your head into the wall and trying to figure out your way you have to really explore all these areas to find out so for that reason we emphasize on research and education a lot for the dental students now we have alhamdulillah launched a very long awaited project we actually worked on it for more than a year it is going to be a training program for research in which we are going to also help students write a synopsis of theirs towards the end of it. So yeah. its its registrations are in fact open and uh, people have started applying. That is just one example to give a gist of how this committee works.
0: Perfect. So in a way, it's two ways. It's helping out the community and the students who are part of the PADS organization.
1: 100 yeah. percent, yes.
0: Okay, so one more thing that I would love to hear from you is since you were building a team and interviewing students and dentists around, how has that experience
1: been for you? Okay, so actually the interviews experience has been always very fascinating for me. Why? Because I think, no, no, I don't think it's, it's true. So I've never taken an interview before this. So before the organization started. Even the first interview was me taking an interview for the first time in PADS. So I recall in 2019, December, it was uh, around that time. And we formed a selection panel. It was me in the selection panel and then three other teachers from different colleges. In order to keep it, you know, unbiased, we had teachers from different colleges or we could just have from one. So then it was the recruitment process for the national cabinet, the first ever national cabinet. Even at that point, there were people, there were students who were part of the team in 2019 already for the first event we did they were ambassadors from different colleges but we did not go for just anybody who wants to join in and we go after the number so you know we did not do that we actually made it very difficult even for our own self because this way of recruitment that includes a cv a plan of action and a motivational letter so you have to write all these three and submit them before your interview your plan of action that what is it that you will do in all the months during your term and then the motivational letter which includes why you want to be part of the organization as a whole as well. So I remember that when we took those interviews, I would write down different things I would like to ask questions about. What I've always done in interviews is I've asked about their interest in the organization because for someone who is only interested in getting a certificate or so and not really working during their term, your attitude during the interview itself tells the other person that this is going to be some serious work. is not just for the other person to tell us anything, but for us to also convey this to anybody we are interviewing that we are serious about this. Alhamdulillah, it paid off in a manner that I cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough for because eventually the people who joined the team, they had plan of actions. I really would like you to go through the plan of actions of different students. You will be amazed. Instead of me explaining how good they are and how surprised you can be, I would like you to go through them because I I am 100% sure it will make you feel a lot of pride. While you go through them, you feel like these all are the future of dentistry. And if things keep going like this, I'll tell you, for example, one of the mem- members, when she applied, she was talking about left-handed dentistry and she wanted to work on a project related to that. The reason she mentioned it was because she was a left-handed dentist herself. I I was so awe-inspired by the fact that uh, she actually wants to do something for it regarding about it we do see around ourselves a lot of conversations happening about Mm -hmm. things should be like this and like that but she actually came up with a project and with an intention that she wants to work for this somehow while she holds that position in the organization this whole interview cycle is yet another word and we can keep talking about it